Well, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? James Allen, I was just reading last week, and one of the beautiful things Spurgeon wrote was, One drop, one drop of Jesus' blood has got more value than heaven and earth put together. Now, if you, if you can't grab a hold of that, then you got problems tonight. Because i got to tell you, that's just the truth. He is the Son of the living God. <laughs> he is the Son, y'all. He is God. He is the God-man. Fully man and fully God. That's who He is. And I tell you what, folks, He's not sitting around outside the grave or in the grave, but He's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and me. If we really grabbed a hold of the power of God, if we really got a hold of who Jesus is, I tell you what, uh, we've talked about needing power this morning. He is all power. Amen. And when we get a hold of Him, we don't need anything else. Amen? I tell you what, the world can disown us and get rid of us and say whatever they want to about us. But I tell you what, what's been said about me is in heaven. Oh, it's been written in heaven, my future. Amen. Glory to God. Time in His will. Time in His will. I wonder tonight, do you realize there are no accidents? There is no coincidence. But we're going to see that tonight as we continue on. I told y'all chapter 5 is such a familiar chapter on the book of Mark to all of us, uh, or, to, or to most people it ought to be. But I pray tonight God give you something fresh and anew, because if you open up your heart, He'll do just that. Amen? I don't know about you, but in the day in which we live, we need it. We need every drop an ounce of it. Amen? We want to live by anything other than the Word of God. We better plan to fail. Amen? We need it tonight. Mark chapter 5, beginning in verse number 35. We're going to pick up. You'll remember we were talking about uh, the certain woman this morning. Amen? And we're going to pick up and uh, where Jesus was going before that. Before that. Y'all do realize that. Chapter number 5, beginning in verse uh, number 35. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogues, how certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. We're going to stop right there tonight. Hey, I think it's time for people to start believing. <laughs> I think it's time people start believing. Amen? Hey, we've heard enough of everybody else. It's time we just believe God. We just believe God. You go with God, you're never going to fail. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you. God, I thank you for Sunday night service. God, I thank you for people who care enough to be in the house of God. God, I thank you tonight for those watching online, the God that just can't be here. God, I pray a special touch upon them. God, I pray whatever device they may be on, God, I pray you speak right through that thing. God, I pray you prick their very heart. God, those sitting in pews tonight, God, I pray your Holy Spirit move up and down. <laughs> God, touch them in a mighty way. God, we need help whether we want to admit it or not. So, God, I pray you touch us. God, it be by the power of your word. God, it be by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, tonight I pray you'd move me aside. God, not about me, but God, all about you, Lord. God, this is all about you. So, God, I pray you touch and you move in a mighty way. God, God, in what you accomplish. God, because we're only concerned about what you accomplish. God, we give you the honor, the praise, and the glory for it. 
Oh God, we give you the praise. God, you're so worthy. God, you are everything. God, to think how much you love us and care about us. God, to know what I deserve tonight. God, to know what I deserve tonight. But God, to know the promise in which you've given. God, that I've got glory and eternity waiting on me. <laughs> God, I pray tonight we'll put aside the cares of the world. God, focus on who you are. God, believing, and trusting, and having faith in who you are. Either you are our God or either you're not. God, you are mine. God, you are mine. I pray you reveal yourself, God, even more to your people tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. You know, tonight as we've, uh, we've come together and as we were talking uh, this morning, we, uh, we think that even in this time, things ought to go our way and ought to go as we plan for them to go. How many of you know things are not going the way I planned? <laughs> amen. I can give you a laundry list if you want it, but we'd be here all night. Amen. And I know you can do the same thing tonight. Yes, I'm sure there's things you planned on you ain't been able to do. Everything's been put to a halt. I said, God, why in the world is it that we can't do this? Why is it, God, that we can't do that? Why do we got to move all these things back? Can I tell you tonight, God's timing is perfect. He's right on time all the time. Hey, He's never missed an appointment. And I tell you what, it's Him and Him alone that can turn disappointment into the appointment. Amen? And that's what He wants to do in our lives. Now look, you'll, uh, you'll remember this morning as we were talking about the certain woman. If we go just a couple verses above that, you'll notice that He was on His way somewhere. Jairus' house. And His daughter, 12 years old, sick. Dying. And as they're there all together and He stops after that Woman touches that certain woman. Hey, that woman that was disowned and discredited and thrown away and outcast and all those things you can imagine. And I can just imagine all those that was with Jesus during that time as he stopped, probably wondering why in the world is he wasting time on this woman. But I tell you, he's always on time, folks. Can I tell you tonight, it don't matter where you are or what you've done, Jesus cares about you. I tell you, He loves you. You can't. Let me tell you something. I don't listen tonight. If there's breath in your lungs, God wants to do something in your life. Yes. I tell you what. I can't tell you how many people think they went too far and ruined it all. Can I tell you? That's the devil that'll tell you that. Hey, the devil wants you discouraged. He wants you defeated. Hey, the devil wants you to die and go to hell. He knows the time is short. He knows the time is coming. I tell you, but that ain't what God says. What does God say? I love you. Oh, he says, I love you and I care about you. And yes, Jesus, knowing her, the outcast, knowing that she touched his clothes, the hem of his garment, knowing that he healed her. Oh, we said it this morning. He knew. He knew that he healed her. He didn't turn around looking for her uh, so that he could just find out and ask whoever it was. He asked a question so they would know. and So she would know that he knew. She'd know where the power came from. Where the power came from. I tell you what, I, I pray we gain some confidence in who Jesus Christ is. You hear me today. I don't care what we face tomorrow. I don't care what happens next week. I really don't care. 
Because it will not change who my God is. It will not change who my Savior is. I told you that that one drop of blood is worth more than heaven and earth. Listen, if the world falls apart tomorrow, which it's already fell apart today, amen. It ain't changed that drop of blood. It sure ain't changed his power. But we see here, hey, he was already headed to his house. He was already headed to take a look at that daughter. And yes, he did stop. And I can just uh, imagine them wondering why in the world he would do that. Because he cares. And because he can. And because he does not work in the same time frame that we do. Can I tell you this? We've got to get it straight in our head, folks, that God does not work in the time frame that we do. Can I tell you there's our time and then there's God's time. (laughs) And can I tell you he can jump from one to the other and it don't really matter to him. Why? Why do you say that, preacher? Well, look what happens here. And let me tell you something. As we go through and we walk through these verses, I think it's important that we walk through this verse by verse. You know why it's important? Because you're going to see there's people like this today. There's naysayers today. We're going to get there. But there are those that's going to discourage you in church and out of church, okay? Let's just admit that. We don't like to do that as believers. All right, we look around and say, my, my goodness, we got such a great church, there ain't no way I'd ever be a naysayer. Hey, you better be careful. You'll be the next one the devil uses if you allow yourself to be used. Hey, hear me. Hear me. That is truth tonight, whether we like it or not. It's true. Look at here, though, verse number 35. I mean, right here. Uh, I mean, verse 34, and he said unto her, this is the end of that, Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole, go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, uh, here it is, Jesus, done, he done, done a great miracle. Done set this woman free. Done gave her a peace that nobody can give. You know, he, does, he is talking about his peace here. His peace. But then right there in 35, I tell you, they show up. I tell you what, while he yet spake, boy, how much time did they give? It was at the next breath, wasn't it? While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogues, house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Hey, can I tell you, there's some people today that want you to give up. Hey, don't you know it's over with? Hey, don't you know that door is already closed? Hey, don't you know that part's already, hey, it's dead and done with. You might as well just give up. And you don't think there's some today crying that? Oh, you better believe there is. And I tell you this, you, be, you, better not, you better not dabble with it. Hear me, you better not dabble. If you give an inch to it, it'll take a mile. Oh yeah, to seep into your mind, folks. Seep into your mind and then seep into your heart. And the next thing you know is controlling your actions. Hey, you don't believe me. Hey, I don't want you to try it, but I can tell you this. If you do try it, you will experience it. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Hey, yes, it might have been true. Yes, it might have been fact. But the second part of that, my goodness. Can I tell you, that wasn't a God-fearing person who brought that message. How could they be a God-fearing person? They don't even know who God is. Here they got the Son of God in front of them. You're going to tell the Son of God there ain't no hope? 
What do they do to that daddy? Discourage that daddy. I tell you what, there's a lot of discouragers today. You hear me? There's discouragers today. And many of them are under the disguise of a believer. Hear me? Hey, I, I'm telling you what. You need, listen, if that's you tonight, you need to get right with God. You probably need to get saved. No, I'm serious. You're going to discourage people. You're going to discourage your brother. You're going to discourage. Let me tell you something. There's enough discouragement going on out there. We don't need no discouragement in here. Amen. God ain't never been discouraging, y'all. You know why God ain't never been discouraging? Because my God ain't never lost a battle. You think death concerns him? I tell you what, we better believe who he is. We better believe who he is. Notice here. Let's walk through this thing together. Verse 35, well, yes, mate, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? You know what? As to say, you know what? This is below, hey, this is below, what you, your need is below Jesus's anyway. Why in the world would he take the time to mess with that? And there's people today that will speak into the life of a true believer. And they'll say, why in the world are you bothering God with that? Hear me. Hear me. What I'm saying tonight is, number one, don't listen to it. And number two, don't become it. And I'm holding up three things because I can't help it. All right? And y'all are laughing at me and that'll be all right. My goodness. She just had to use green. I don't know. All right. We better continue. While he yet spec, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Preacher, why do you keep reading that? Because we need it to sink deep. Huh? Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Oh, but verse number 36. Hey, I tell you what. You know how many times we quit before we even allow Jesus to speak? Mm. <laughs> you know what hits me here is many times we've done determined, we've done called in the corner before we ever gave it to God. Hear me? How many times do we do that? Hey, you plug it in. I'm, hey, listen. Hey, I'm talking about in our sickness. Hey, I'm talking about in our finances. Hey, I'm talking about in marriage. Huh? Brother Bodie, I ain't looking to you for no particular reason. How many times do we call it quits? Hey, you know what it is? We're eye testers is what we are. Huh? We're, eye, we're not heart testers. We're eye testers. We look at what we can see. We look at what we can touch and we can feel and what we can manipulate. And when we can't do it anymore, guess what? And when it don't add up to the eye, we call it quits. Oh, boy, we call it quits. Hey, any, can I tell you anybody can be a quitter? Hey, anybody can give up? Can I tell you that? That's the easiest thing in the world to do. Hey, she's dead. Pack it up. Now, we're even told that when he gets there, and listen, I don't understand this. I mean, I know it's true, but I do not understand the custom of hiring people to come in and wail and all that. I don't, I don't get that, y'all. I don't get that, but we have professional whalers there at the house. <laughs> I mean, they paid. I mean, really, you go back and research this thing. It's crazy. But you know what's even crazier is how many of us put on a show? Oh, my goodness. We weren't supposed to go there, was we? I mean, why in the world we need that life application for? We could just leave it in the Word. 
But how many times do we do that? Hey, we could be the best professional whalers there is, couldn't we? You see, it was funny till uh, I brought that up. Now it ain't so funny, is it? Gets a little bit more serious when it drops in a little bit more personal, don't it? Huh? But how many times do we do that? How many times do we wallow in our own pain and suffering? How many times do we call it quits and we never talk to God about it? Mm, and we just sit and have a pity party and cry about it. But we put on a good show, don't we? Many times I, I wonder to myself if God ain't looking at us and saying, Son, when are you just going to get up and quit playing games? Yo, I ain't even got that nowhere. That's from God. Somebody need it tonight. I mean, we need it. I mean, come on. I'm serious. God just laid on my heart. Come on. Let's be real with him. How many times are we playing games with God wondering why we can't get no results? Wonder why we're powerless people. And listen to me. I know we got some of the greatest prayer warriors in this room. But if you think for a second you ain't got work to do, then we all got problems. Amen. Amen, that's true. Notice this here. I mean, they got professional whalers. Never in my life seen such a thing. Notice here in the Scripture. As soon as Jesus heard the word. <laughs> you know what? I'm laughing because he already knew the word. Y'all do realize he understands and knows all things. He, listen, he's the son of God, y'all. All right? Don't fool yourself. Talk to him. Talk to him. Your problem's too big? I don't think so. Verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, notice what he says here. Boy, this is just good. He saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Can I tell you, if he, he, listen, I, I don't guess that they felt like he could just read them like a book. Huh? Huh? How many times we act like God can't read us like a book? He created you. You don't think He knows your heart? You don't think He knows what you're thinking right now? I don't want to know what you're thinking right now, but God does. And He knows. He knows. He knows when we give up. He know Listen, He knows when we're in fear. And can I tell you, there's a big difference in fear and faith. I, listen, we can talk about all the stuff that's going on, but even if it wasn't going on, there's a big deal. And there's a big difference between fear and faith, just as there's a big difference in faith and fear. Amen. Amen. How many times, though, would we settle for fear, thinking faith is out of reach? That's real. It really is. See, if it wasn't real, then there'd be more faith than there is fear. You know, and there's a part of me. Everybody with me? <laughs> there's a part of me. And I was reading this and going over it. Brother Steve, I'm thinking to myself, they got the Son of God, Jesus Christ, standing before them. And they're talking some kind of foolishness like this. Huh? And yet, if you're saved, you got Christ living inside of you. And many times we talk this foolishness. Huh? You see, for me, it was a woe is me moment. Woe is me. How many times? How many times do we need to be told, stop being afraid and believe? And believe. Easy to give up. Easy to be afraid. 
How many of you know there's plenty of fear out there if you want to grab a hold of some? Yeah. As soon as Jesus heard the words that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Now let me tell you something. If you don't believe there's power in believing, then what kind of salvation do you have? Huh? You see, we act like we've got to figure it out. Hey, I mean, really, the timing's all wrong. Jesus is late. What in the world? And we know, hey, and we know this from time and time again in the Word of God. Hey, this ain't the, hey, listen, it, it, there, ain't, there ain't one or two places where they felt like Jesus was late and ain't, wasn't on time and missed the boat. Hmm? So why in the world is it that we feel like he ain't on time? Huh? You see, I, I'm not pretending that you're not facing things. We were just talking this morning. Folks got been dealing with health issues for years. Been praying to God. Hey, been, been even referencing the passage that we're in. Referencing to God. Reminding God of His Word, but yet still no healing. Let me ask you something. If it not be His will, will you believe? Will you believe? Folks, it's not about our wants and desires. Can I tell you tonight, what we think is good and right may not be good and right for us in God's eyes. You know, I think about people that suffer. It's hard. I mean, really, you, you, I mean, we've got some people really suffering. And I say it all the time, and it may go in one ear and out the other, but if we miss the boat on praying for them and being there for them, I tell you what, we've missed the boat. But there's some people really suffering. But I wonder in the midst of suffering, are we believing? Are we believing? Believing that He is who He said He is. Believing that His power is real. Many times we have not because we don't even ask not. Hear me tonight. Verse 37. And He suffered no man to follow Him save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Why? Because you've got to get rid of everybody else. What I tell you, they professional whalers and everybody else there. And look here, he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. They were putting on a good show. And we do the same thing many times. Verse 39, and when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado? And weep. The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. You know, a lot of people say, I mean, I don't understand how he could talk about death like that. He could talk about death like that because he's a conqueror of death, folks. Hey, listen, when you truly hold the power, you ain't worried about death. And can I tell you tonight, I mean, I'm saying that about Christ, but if Christ is living inside of you, why are you worried about death? Why are you worried about death? I'll be honest with you, in my 39 years, and I know I'm just a baby, right? Y'all help me out a little bit. I'm hurting. In my 39 years, I have never seen so many people afraid to die. And you say, preacher, that's real for me. I got issues and all that. And I get that. I do. I, listen, I, I know nobody is waving a, a flag saying, you know, 
Come get me. I don't see nobody waving that flag. You have to be outside your mind. You might be outside your mind. But I can tell you this. Why, why aren't people more prepared? You know, I think they've lost the closeness. Believing who he said he is. Because I can tell you this. There's not going to be a moment where Christ is not in control. <laughs> really, folks, he, time in his will... Our time, listen, our time and the events of our life, it bends to His will. And can I tell you, I got it wrote in my Bible, in my other Bible that I carry. Listen, everything around us will move. Will move. He will enable all things to work to His will. Do you honestly think there's something, hey, that happens by chance? I don't believe in chance. I certainly don't believe in luck. Huh? Yet, how do we live as believers? Hear me tonight. You think when this virus is over, there's not going to be something else? Yeah, you don't think when the riots calm down and whoever's paying the bill for it? Oh, goodness. You don't, you don't think there'll be something else? Sure there will be. Sure there will be. Folks, we're living in the last days. And why were you chosen for the last days? I don't know. But I know one who does. And I know one who equips his people for it. If we miss it, it's not on God. It's on us. Hear me. He's done everything for us. He's given us his precious word. Man, I wonder how many times we waste. We waste the opportunity to dive into his word. And just as I talk about us, I talk about me. Amen? We have work to do, folks. Look at here. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he come in, he saith unto them. And, and do notice, he didn't, he didn't stop on the journey on the way to the house and say, I guess you're right, there's no need to keep going. I mean, let's don't miss that. Huh? I mean, even with, even with the greatest of discouragement around him, he's still positive. I tell you what, in many of our lives, hey, if it, if it wasn't for Christ, we'd have gave up a long time ago. And we can all say that. Come on. No, he keeps going. Why? Because he's on a mission. He's got a will. He's got a plan. Verse number 39. And when he was coming to the house, he said to them, Why make ye ado and weep? And uh, the damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. I tell you what now. It's a good thing I, good thing I ain't Jesus. I can tell you that. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I mean, come on. This son of the living God, as Peter said. And I believe it. And here is they going to laugh him to scorn? And you don't think there's people today that laugh in the face of God? Who laugh? Listen, you tell them God is doing something in your life and they laugh at you. They laugh at you. Hey, I said this morning we need, hey listen, I, and I do mean that. I don't know how I phrased it this morning, but I said it last week. We need some backbone. We need some backbone. Hey, I don't see them laughing Jesus to scorn and him giving up. Huh? 
Matter of fact, long-suffering patience is what I see because it would have been a zap real quick and I would have got them all at the same time. Huh? Yes. You know, but if we think those people don't exist today, we're fooling ourselves. Hear me. Hey, there's this, listen, you need a good dose of discouragement? You can find somebody. <laughs> I promise you there's plenty around. Mm, God help it not be us. <laughs> got quiet there i guess i shouldn't have said that huh? god help us that it not be us exactly. laughing him to scorn you know what i'm glad of to know tonight that even when there's those who refuse to believe when there's those that mock and won't believe we can still believe you hear me can I tell you tonight, and I don't know who needs this, but can I tell you this? Your salvation is not based on anybody else. Huh? Hey, the faith and belief you have in God is not dependent on somebody else. Hear me. Listen, if, if a preacher walks out and, and quits and never walks back into the house of God, you do not worship a man. You worship God. You worship God. You hear me. Your Sunday school teacher quit. We ain't going to have that around here. I'll tell you that right now. You better get right with God and get back. <laughs> we laugh. I'm serious. But you know what? We got to make sure we understand who we're worshiping. Huh? There's too many falling to the, to the scornful. And ashamed to speak up for Christ. Ashamed and afraid. I tell you what. Listen, I've seen it. I've seen it. And I tell you what, they're out there, folks. I was just sitting at a table. I wasn't going to tell. I, I know, I know it, but I guess it's coming out. It's coming out. I ain't going to look at you. Just last night, just last night, I'm sitting at a restaurant. And y'all can shake my hand and hug me if you want to. I went to a restaurant, all right? And I'm sitting at the table. And that waitress said, now how in the world did you do that? And I said, praise God, I'm about to give a testimony. <laughs> Don't you love it when things happen in the house of God? Well, I mean, not these kind of things, but I thank God it's a testimony. Amen? And I begin to tell her we have VBS. Now, I was a pastor down here at the church, and we just had us a ball all week long. And can I tell you from the moment that came out my mouth, <laughs> oh my goodness gracious alive Woo! from the moment those words came out of my mouth she was looking for an argument let me tell you something I don't have to defend the word of God the word of God defends itself Oh, and she just kept trying to pry and stab into this preacher. <laughs> she was looking for a rebuttal. She was looking for an argument. She was looking for a fight. <laughs> oh, she did it with a smile on her face. What am I saying to you tonight? There's going to be people like that, folks. And I'm, and I'm smiling about it. Listen, uh, here's the sad part about it. If she died tonight, she's going to die and go to hell. You hear me? You hear me? 
You, you say, why stay strong, preacher? Why stay in the fight? Hey, why care? Why believe? Because eternity's at stake, folks. Hey, that young girl, she dies and goes to hell. Listen, I want her to know, listen, that I didn't fall and I didn't tell her her sin was okay. I didn't argue with her. I didn't have to. She knew where I stood because she kept trying to get me in the battle. Mm. Tell you this, you ain't got enough strength to stand. You better get to the altar. You better get to the altar. You're losing the battle. You feel like you can't believe because there's scornful ones out there. Listen, I don't know why we're even... Hey, listen, somebody needs it. We're here. Amen. You, you better get some backbone, folks. You think these are rough days? There's rougher days ahead. Welcome to Sunday night church. That's just the way it is. Huh? There's rougher days ahead. I tell you what, and if you don't get into the Word of God, you ain't going to be ready. People today can't even name the armor. Somebody just said, what is the armor? Help us. Help us. Verse uh, 40. And they laughed him to scorn, but when he had put them all out, thank God he put them out. He put them out. He put, hey, all them paid people, he, he put them on uh, whatever that is they put on when they send you out. They hit the unemployment line. He put them all out, and he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and then that were with him. And he entered where the damsel was lying. You know what? I'm glad to know my God ain't trying to put on a show. He ain't got to. He ain't got to. He's everything. Somebody want to get up and put on a show, that ain't of God. Hear me. Man, draw attention to themselves. God ain't in that mess. Come on. Right? Verse 41, and he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha Kumai, which is being interpreted damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Now let me tell you something. And hear my heart. There ain't but one that can command. Hear me. There ain't but one that can command. There ain't but one that's got the power and the authority to command. Okay? That's number one. That's, we need to get that straight in our heart and our mind. There is only one. There is only one. Folks, if you're looking for power and authority in anybody else, it's never going to happen. And it's never going to show up. Notice what he says. He tells her, what does he say? Her For her to arise. To arise. Now I'll tell you this. He's the only one that can talk to a dead person. Huh? Hear me. Well, am I right about it? Yes. Amen. You feel dead tonight? You can come alive. Jesus talks to the dead. Amen. And what does he say? He said unto thee, arise in verse 42 and straightway. What did we learn about that word straightway this morning? Immediately. <laughs> immediately. There it is again. You know, I'm glad my God works immediately. <laughs> Aren't you glad you ain't got some waiting line? And I tell you what, I refuse to grab that little ticket at Publix and wait and draw a number. Y'all know what I'm saying? Wait in the line. What's that got to do with this? I'm just telling you, I ain't got to wait with God. Amen. And when we dine in heaven, we ain't going to have to wait. Amen. And Jesus, the one whom I love, going to serve us. Boy, if that ain't humbling, I don't know what is. James, you better quit laughing. You're going to fall down out there. And straightway the damsel arose. 
She arose, I tell you what, and walked and was of the age of 12 years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. Can I tell you, he's the only one who could do the work, but he was the one who was willing to do the work. Why? Because it was the will of God that the work be done. Let me tell you something. People say whatever they want to. Jesus never worked outside of the will of the Father. Hear me. You believe anything else, you got, you got it backwards. Notice, notice. And straightway the damsel arose and walked. Listen, they didn't have to put her on a walker. Huh? No, she got up and walked. And I'm talking about she was dead. For she was of the age of 12 years old. Now, ain't it interesting? Ain't it interesting that the certain woman with the blood, the hemorrhaging, for 12 long years she had that. You say, preacher, what's the connection? Now, listen, I don't know what to... Listen, all I know is it's together, and it's 12. But think about this. As she was battling what she was bled, and this child was born. What, what, do we, what do we say about all that? God's timing. God's timing. You see, he knew where the woman was going to be at the time the woman was going to be there. You think it shocked God when, when she touched his uh, clothes? It ain't shocked Jesus a bit in the world. Hey, you think it shocked him that this young 12-year-old girl was dead when he got there? No. You think, it, you think it surprised him that them scorners were there? No. Why in the world does anything surprise us today? Huh? Why do things get us off track today? You know why? Because we ain't focused on Jesus. Hear me. Because we're not focused on... Listen, if we're, if we're at a relationship with God, if we're not seeing Him for who He is, if we're not living in the power of God, it's because our eyes ain't on God. They're on our circumstance. They're on our situation. You see, they had a choice. What did they see? A dead girl. I mean, let's just be blunt. That's what it is. They saw a dead girl laying there. They, they hired in the whalers, right? They was more concerned about which whalers to get probably than to, to even think about the hope of Jesus. Why? Because they gave up. But yet he didn't give up. What am I saying tonight? When the whole world gives up, Jesus don't give up, folks. And even if the whole world does give up, it does not change his plan. So what am I saying tonight? Yeah, really, you are to get out and vote. You are to do all these things. Do your right. But it don't matter who's in Washington, D.C. God's will will be done. Hear me? It doesn't matter who the leader of North Korea is. God's will will be done. Hear me? You see, it becomes, do we trust and believe or do we not? Truth is, do we? Truth is, do we? That's where the rubber meets the road. There's no question who's got the power. The only question is, do we want to get plugged into it? So I wonder tonight, what is your situation that needs a touch? Huh? What is your situation that needs a touch? You see, just as verse 41, he took the damsel by the hand. <laughs> I love that. Mm, I tell you what, if that don't, that don't do something for your heart tonight, I just don't know what to say about that. Because I can remember a time that I ain't have Christ. Remember time I was lost. Remember time I was undone. Hey, if you'd asked me where hope was in, I'd have been looking for, some, for somebody other than Jesus. But he took me by the hand. 
but he took me by the hand. And the only one who could do something miraculous in my life did when I surrendered to him. I wonder tonight, maybe, maybe you need to be reminded of that. I don't know. I don't know where you are with God. But you know, and God knows. So I wonder tonight, why don't we seek him? Why don't he allow us, won't you allow him to take your hand tonight? Do something special in your heart. Meet your need. You say, preacher, I don't have a need. I beg to differ. I don't even know you, and I know you got a need. I ain't even got to look at nobody, and I know we got needs all over the place. Amen? We do a good job of fooling everybody else, but we're not fooling God. And I'm not saying it's negative. Listen to me. It's not negative to have a need, okay? This world will make you feel bad if you got a need. God cares about your needs. And He's waiting to hear from you. And you know the only thing that's stopping that is you and I. Just you and I. So I wonder, would you seek the face of God tonight? Heads bowed and eyes closed. I don't know what God has spoken into your heart tonight. But I do know this. I do know we have a need. And I do know He's able to meet that need. Why? Because we see it time and time and time again. This altar is open. I wonder. I wonder, will we use it? We wonder what many times... Why we don't see the hand of God because we haven't even looked for it. Sometimes it's you and I, that's the scorners. I tell you, we got to be honest with ourselves before God. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy, folks. And we allow the devil to creep into our mind. And we allow the things that he sells us to creep into our heart. There's people at the altar tonight. I wonder, do you need to come? Do you need to come? I told you this morning, you know, too many people's worried about what other people think. That's just the reality of it. But them people ain't going to be there when you stand before God. Hear me. It's going to be you and Him. And the only thing that matters is your relationship with Him. So I wonder tonight, why don't you do business with Him? Why don't you go to the Son of the living God? The Son of the living God. The Son of the living God. Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, God, I know you know what we need. God, I don't don't have a clue. But God, I know you know it all. So God, I pray that God, we won't play games, but God will seriously do business with you tonight. God, I pray that you'll bless and do a work in us, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.